Welcome to Rapston. The best use of your time. Tonight's show will be about something. Sit tight and Rav will tell you about it soon. Rabsdom, tonight's show will be about Brace, brace means two
Oi, oi. How is everyone? This is Rapsig, and tonight we have another Rapsdom episode. I hope you have all been fine. So, yeah, I said this night, but of course this depends on where you are. Maybe it's a morning for you, maybe it's an afternoon. Still, tonight's Rapsdom, as you saw, opened up with two virtual tennis free tracks. And thank you, thank you, Nicholas Haman, for um for adding them to the Radio Sega playlist. So uh, that means that you can now uh, request those tunes that I have I had been hoping for for a long time. And they are mostly uh, rock uh, tunes that uh, some of them actually came from um, Propler Arena. Uh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna waste some valuable time from my show for that, but let me try to show you. Oh yeah, okay. I only got good time wings from Virtual Tennis on my playlist, but yeah, see these. This is totally. <laughs> this is totally from uh, Propeller Propeller Wings, and it's called uh, uh, Propeller Arena. My bad. I was getting the song uh, name and the game name mixed up. See, this is pretty much uh, Good Time Wings from Propeller Arena without the vocals. And it's a classic that I really loved when I was uh, playing Virtual Tennis 3. Which is one of the games that barely missed out on my list of uh, 60 memories, 60 games that I have good memories about from uh, Sega's uh, 60 years, which is uh, the topic of this show. Uh, like a couple of months ago or something, I had the first episode with the 30, with the first 30 memories, and now we are gonna race through the um, through the rest, through the other 30. So we had uh, some less polished instruments. You are absolutely right, Nick. And also, hi Nick and hi SD. Both of you said hello. Um, it's yeah. Uh, so we had a brace of Virtual Tennis free tracks. The first one was uh, the final uh, match, and then the last one was I think it was called "Take Me Away." Let me see Virtual Tennis. I'm quickly checking on it. Yeah, the first the first one was uh, I'm trying to find it. The first one was stage final, right? And the la and the second one was take it high. Still, yeah, we are going straight from good time wings from Virtual Tennis 3, which is actually a pretty nice talk, but to uh, memory number 31. There it is. Choo Choo Rocket for the Dreamcast is my memory number 31 from Sega. This came bundled uh, with the Dreamcast that I got, which was probably two, three years after it was released. So I think the PS2 was already out by the time I got the Dreamcast, and Shushu Rocket came with it. It it was a game that I would probably never buy uh, if it didn't, uh, because well, back then you know, you know when you are an angsty teen, so you don't see value in things, so. You just look at something like Choo Choo Rocket and you think it's childish. Well, yeah, I actually had a lot of fun with it back then. 
but I've got to say, I got a. I'm. I was enjoying this game much more later on. I was already in my twenties when I re started really appreciating this. And we are gonna go to another uh, Dreamcast game that um, I was a massive fan of. This is Sega Rally 2, which I played a lot with my, my dad and my brother back then. Uh, so it's my memory number 32, when I would be playing them and uh, I, they, they were not big gamers, so I would just go with a, a Fiat 600, a Fiat 600, which was by far the worst car in the game, and uh, yeah, and tackle them with that. And, when, you know, two other memories that I have from Sega Rally 2. One of them is that I never, ever beat the 10-year championship mode, which was incredibly tough. Like, uh, I should go back at it and have a go at it someday, now that I am definitely a much better gamer than I was when I was, like, 15, 16. Because I was just not patient enough and I did not bother about thinking about games and stuff. Or even practicing. So, uh, someday I am going to go back and beat it. Although, there was a Dreamcast Junkyard competition a, a few years ago, like four or five years ago, where they asked us to pick the Toyota, Toyota Celica and go around the, um, the first stage the quickest way possible. And I was actually fifth from on that challenge. I, I was surprised to see myself on the top five. And that was like almost a second of the, the winner. Yes, Veritex just said that the 10 year championship is effing tough as nails, and it is. I think I made like only the seventh year. Where did. What did you reach, Tim? And um, now the next track that I'm gonna play is actually gonna be from memory number 34. Because number 33 is a game that had no music. Couldn't make it past seven, year 7. That was the same with me, actually. Number um, 33 was a game that was not all that popular, but uh, I still enjoyed it a lot despite its shortcomings. It was Sega Worldwide Soccer 2000 for the, uh, the Dreamcast as well, which was completely different from the other uh, Worldwide Soccers, which were uh, made in Japan by, by the Sega Sports team, which had Jun Senoe music, which was amazing. And uh, these were uh, Sega World Light Soccer 97 and 98, of course. But 2000 was made by Silicon Dreams, a company that you would also uh, uh, find games from. Uh, football games, uh, like uh, UEFA Champions League games. And there's one that that's like UEFA Dream, something like that. Yeah, I would have to Google them, but if you look for Silicon Dreams, you are going to find it out. So... This is from number 34, and I need, I am sure that I need to talk over it so that uh, we don't, we don't get any trouble, because this is a copyrighted track, so the podcast from this show is going to be in trouble. This is from number 34, which is Crazy Taxi 2 from the, for the Dreamcast. Still, um, 
number 33, Worldwide Soccer. At some point, I found out a wa- an infallible way to score a goal, which was uh, on the corners, we would just have to aim at the furthest... Uh, to the furthest to the area, like we had to aim at the corners, at the, the area's corner, like the, the back corner. How can I explain explain it? Anyways, and if you just deliver the ball there, there would always be someone from your team who, who would always head it in, easily head it in from there. Still, this is number 44, as I said, and I have to talk and talk and talk and talk to avoid those strikes. This is... Um, uh, what's his, its name? This is Come Out Swinging from The Offspring, and this is, of course, from Crazy Taxi, except... Uh, come out swinging is actually from Crazy Taxi 2, not Crazy Taxi 1. Uh, as I was, uh, I actually played Crazy Taxi 2 much before, uh, much earlier, much earlier than I played on uh, than, than I played the first one, the first Crazy Taxi. And um, yeah, I kind of liked uh, Offspring a lot when I was uh, young. When I was, uh, yeah, I think that. Um, Americana came a few years before this game, so it was like having flashbacks and deja vu's to, to that album when I when I got this. It it was just an amazing feeling because um, this music was an amazing fit with the Crazy Box mini games. It they would get you pumped to actually do things right and to get through them with all the energy in the world. Uh, number thirty five is gonna be. These. So, Very Taxi is just saying that first Crazy Taxi is better than Crazy Taxi 2. And while I do respect that, um, well, my, my memory is always going to be skewed. Because uh, I, I, yeah, I played Crazy Taxi 2 a lot more than the first one and much earlier too. So, Americana is from 98, so it's not all that much older than... Um, than Crazy Taxi 2. It's just my perception that is off because I got the Dreamcast a few years after its release. Okay, that makes sense. So, this is Escape from the City from Sonic Adventure 2 as if it needed any uh, presentation. This is from uh, the Dreamcast. Yes, of course. And this is my number 35. It's one of the games that I have the strongest memories from, if I can say that, if I can put it that way. This is a game that I still remember nearly everything about the, the storyline, like what my chaoses looked like. Um, I do remember my feelings going through the story, and there are pretty two two actually dark moments that I remember from this game. Um, I remember uh, beating Meteor hard after like five hours because I was struggling so much to to understand the, that stage. I would always always get lost, and um, the day I beat Meteor hard was uh, on 9/11. Yeah, and uh, I finally beat the game a couple of months later. On the day my granddad passed. Yeah, so yeah, so this is not the, the best uh, game when it comes to this kind of memories to me, but it is one that I am still extremely fond of. Uh, if you ask me, uh, we this is one of the games that I love the most ever in my life. 
And we are going to go from one of the games that I love the most in my life to another one. So, uh, SD just said that it took him ages to complete Meteor Heard for the first time. Same here. I guess that it would, it didn't really take like six hours for you though. Uh, still, this, this is number uh, 36 and it is also one of the games that I have loved the most in my entire life. This is Virtua Tennis 2, which I played consistently through many, many years, actually. I've, I've probably played this game for like three years, nearly every week. I beat World Tour m multiple times, uh, which is a pretty long career mode. And um, at some point, I actually uh, went to a tournament here in London. Uh, for this game from uh, Gamer Disco, and I won the tournament. I was so happy. Yeah, SD. The that that was a lot of bad memories. So next up, this is gonna be my number thirty-seven, which is this game, which uh, you might not recognize this song, but I chose it because it was the one that I liked the most back then. This is uh, Fallen Angel from Metropolis Street Racer. This is a game that I I probably didn't enjoy as much as others, other games or and other people, because uh, even though I love racing, I love driving, I love realism, I love I love those cars, and I I absolutely loved that feature in which um, you would be playing at that places real. A time. Uh, so, for example, I was in Portugal, so my time zone was the same as the UK, so I would be playing in my local time if I was racing in London, but it would be much um, earlier on, uh, what, what was the other one? San Francisco, I think? And much later in Tokyo, and that, that blew my mind, that was a brilliant concept to have it then. And there was also something else, which was that the radio would uh, go static whenever we were in a tunnel and that was also so pretty groundbreaking it was pretty fun SD recognized Fallen Angel nice so number uh, 38 is from yet another game that um, I have nice memories from but maybe not perfect uh, so shame on me but I never completed this game I beat uh, Team Rose has a story, and I think I reached the final boss for Team Sonic, but the other two, yeah, and the other two I never got even close. <laughs> this was too tough for uh, the bad gamer that I was back then. I mean, I kind of still am a bad gamer, but I was much worse back then. I am a rare example in which you need to get into the, your 30s to to calm down and start thinking about things to actually improve on them. But yeah, so yeah, so this is Sonic Heroes, which um, I got on the back of loving Sonic Adventure 2 to death. And um, the game was absolutely cheerful, so we got, it, it kept me going for a long time. The mood was really good in, in this game. And now we are gonna go to a different one. Virtua Striker 2, <laughs> and in the arcades, not in the Dreamcast. 
So I have pretty good memories from this game because uh, there was like um, a beach resort that I spent some holidays on that had a Virtual Striker 2 arcade and I would go there daily and play one credit uh, each and every single day. And um, I would do this uh, when, when that uh, arcade room was empty, which was like by lunchtime, and then by nighttime I would go there just to see if my goal was still the goal of the day and this was a pretty fun daily ritual that I would have uh, back then and now we are gonna move on to another one this is Conquista Ciela uh, this is from Virtual and Force but uh, the truth is that this uh, is here to represent Virtual on Mars, in which it also plays on. Um, yeah, Virtual Striker 2, uh, Nick, I think it was 2001 version. I am not 100% sure anymore, but I am pretty sure it was 2001, 2.1. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to, to try all of them, to, to try and get a feel for the features and the themes, to, to see if any of them triggers something specific in my memories. But, yeah. All of them got different music, a lot of different composers. That is actually ex extremely interesting info for someone who loves uh, yearly sporting, sport games as I, sports games as I do. So I'm gonna have to check it out with you. Still, uh, this is um, some, a game that was a bit of a let, let off for me. These, um, yeah, Mars... If, in case you don't know, Virtual on Mars is a port from uh, Virtual on Force to the PS2, but the PS2 could not handle uh, Virtual on Force, so it cut on a lot of things and made the game extremely hard to play, although it gave it what was a pretty nice story mode. Uh, but yeah, this was at the peak of Sega's bad period, so the American localization for Mars was perhaps the worst uh, localization I've ever seen in any game. Um, so it made the game un unbearable, <laughs> so to say. Like, story mode was impossible to go through because the story was so bland and you would not understand anything and you would not feel captivated by it because it was... Like, it, the tone, it had no tone at all. It was just... Yeah, you could not get a feelings out of it. But still, I do remember. Actually, this came right after uh, Virtual Striker 2 because on those very same holidays I would be um, at that beach house going through this game with my cousin. And we are gonna move to the PS2 generation right, right now. So Tim just said that he beat Team Sonic uh, on... that he beat Team Sonic's story on um, Sonic Heroes but got stuck with Team Shadow. Okay, so uh, you almost for sure beat Team Rose, because that was much easier than the others. So, this is a, fight, a fighting game that was a turning point to me, because up until Virtual Fighter 4 Ev Evolution, I would play fighting games for many, many hours, and I would explore every single character on them to try and get the basics, but I would never really try to be extra extremely good with uh, any of them 
Although Virtua Fighter 4 Evo was so deep, deeper than any other fighter back then, that I found out that I had to really focus with a couple of characters. And going through quest mode with it, you know, that, that was... Yeah, this is Jeffrey's uh, tune, that's right. Uh, the quest mode in Virtua Fighter 4 Evo involved a lot of grinding, like hundreds and hundreds of bouts against uh, AI characters, which sounds pretty boring, but the truth is that back then it was actually pretty fun to unlock stuff. And um, it kept me going for ages. This is still probably the fighter that I've played the best to this day. I mean, maybe. I would say it's a toss-up between uh, Virtual Fighter 4 EVO, Soul Calibur, the original one, and um, Mortal Kombat 2. But I digress. Next up is gonna be... Foot 2... Football Manager games. <laughs> Football Manager 2 2005, which has no music. Yeah. Uh, back then I remember that it was... Uh, the first game that Sega published for the series. And I remember that, um, yeah, back then I I played with Chelsea a lot because uh, it was at the height of uh, Mourinho's craze at, at Chelsea. But yeah, but this the, the 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 fun thing is that it was a crossover between two of the entertainment brands that I loved the most. So it is very remarkable by itself. And then. Yeah, this is playing, but this is from Memory 44. Memory 33 is also Football Manager, but it's Football Manager 2008. Um, not, it wasn't exactly for the best reasons ever, but um, I played uh, Football Manager uh, 2008 thousands and for thousands and thousands of hours. I had multiple games. At some point, I just... I just knew every single inbox item that I could possibly receive just by reading its first two words. Uh, I started like a couple of career modes with strong teams to get a feel for it. And then I started one with a made-up team that I just brought up from nowhere. But the last and the one that I spent years on was when I took two extremely small clubs from the small towns closest to my hometown uh, in Portugal to the, the Champions League final one against the other. And if you go to Twitter, I have a screenshot there in which Torres uh, Novas, which is the club that is in regional um, in, in the regional divisions in Portugal, but that is actually very close to my hometown, uh, is squashing Manchester United 4-0 at halftime. Yeah, fun stuff. So, the music that just ended, by the way, is from um, number 44, which was Virtual Fighter 5. It's a game that I never really owned because um, I, I skipped that generation. I skipped the PS3, uh, Xbox 360 generation, and Wii as well. Uh, because at that time I was going, yeah, I had been on in at un university for a few years, and I did not want to burden my parents with extra expenses, and I was also not working, so so that was a time in which uh, I skipped plenty of um, of games. 
I would only play some foot like some computer games, but they were like few and far between. And they were mostly football manager and virtual tennis, really. I don't I'd say that 90% of the of the time that I spent playing games through that a part of my life was on those two games. Because it it was at the time that I'd rather not think a lot about, but yeah, let's just say that I had different priorities. And it didn't really pan out. Um, this, as you can hear, is number 45 though. It's the Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And why is Sonic the Hedgehog 3 so late? <clears throat> so, ST just said, that's so awesome. Uh, was that about Football Manager 2008? <laughs> Please let me know. So, yeah, so, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is here this late, 2009 to be more precise, because this is when. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, that period that I did not play a lot of games, or at least new games, that I started getting involved in Mega Drive Championships. Yep, I would run through the country to play Mega Drive in tournaments against other people who, who felt the same. Uh, I actually managed some good, good results. I won tournaments in many different places, actually. Although, yeah, I, I was never really one of the best. And this is playing because one of my favorite games to play, shockingly, was the competition mode in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I would strive so hard to, to get the best possible times. And um, in all four, five, five tracks. To the point uh, where, yeah, it just... It was just shocking to go from the, the NTSC to the PAL version. Because the speed, it was so different, like... The American and Japanese versions were so much quicker than the... Um, the European one, that uh, it needed completely different timings. Um, like Azure Lake, for example, it, it's pretty much just a matter of timing your jumps right. <laughs> and uh, the truth is that... The timings were completely different. This is from another game of that period. This is from ATP Tour Championship. Or, uh, what is it called again? Yeah, ATP Tour Championship Tennis. This is um, a game that I practiced a lot as well for those tournaments. And I remember that I played it so much that I eventually mastered the toughest speed, which was like the... So essentially this game... Um, the difficulty was set by speed. That was it. So the higher your setting was, the quicker gameplay was, and the harder it would be for your characters to hit the ball right, to strike the ball right. So I I practiced it so much at the highest possible speed in order to make sure that if I played this in tournaments no one would have a chance. And to this day, I'm still unbeaten. Yeah, so I need I need to get back at it just to to have those good memories back. The next one, we 
we are still in those Mega Drive tournaments times. Eternal Champions, which is a fighter that is actually pretty good and it gets pretty bad reputation. Veritex said that he likes this music. Which one was it? Which one was it that you enjoyed? <laughs> Please let me know and I'm gonna let you know. Is it... Um, it's probably the ATP Tour one then. Uh, it, it's the main, the main title, the title man, main title screen menu music or whatever from ATP Tour. This is Larson's stage from Eternal Champions. And um, this game in the Portuguese Mega Drive community, by the way, uh, every single one of us who took those tournaments seriously, which was like seven of us, literally every single one of you of us played uh, Trident or Trident because we were absolutely sure that he was broken and by far the best. So yeah, uh, okay, Veritex, that was ATP Tour Championship Tennis and um, it was the main menu or title screen. One of those. Um, and now we are going to go into a song that I am pretty sure that it is one of SD's favorites. I'm not entirely sure, but I think so. This! <laughs> uh, SD, if I'm wrong and if it, this one doesn't really uh, mean a lot to you, please let me know, but I'm 110% that there's someone at Radio Sega that loves this. This is the music that plays on multiplayer games on Columns 3. Because Columns was a popular pick on those Mega Drive tournaments, so the the person who hosted them, the, um, the one that had the entire collection, imported a Columns 3 game from Japan so that we could have four player matches! And it was amazing. Like, uh, pretty much all of us were pretty good at uh, columns back then. And even... Yeah, it is a great song. And... Um, Four-player matches between us were, were really fun and competitive. We now go to something... Yeah, wait, sorry. So, number 49 is another football manager. Uh, it, it's it's the the, the, fo the second football manager that I played the most in my life after 2008. It's 2011. Um, so, yeah, soon enough we are going to have the music for number 50, but yeah. Okay, so, uh, football manager 2012 is one that I played a lot as well. Uh, but in that one I actually played just one uh, career uh, through the entire time. And it was as my uh, college, my uni's uh, city team. And um, I remember that at some point the team was so strong and it had so many players that I just started managing other similar teams from that region. And I would just put the players there. And uh, actually, I think it got to six teams. So yeah, that region became the most powerful in the world. And this is number 60... No, no, this, sorry, this is number 50. This is Virtual Tennis 4. This was the first uh, non-football manager game that I had gotten in a long time. That was not uh, for the Mega Drive tournaments, as I mentioned earlier. 
because um, yeah, memories from Virtual Tennis 2 especially, and also a bit from Virtual Tennis 3, were still in my mind. And this is the first and only game I ever used Windows Live for. I played some online matches on Windows Live. Uh, and it was amazing, and I beat career mode so many times as well. I mean, not many. Not as many as Virtual Tennis 2, though. Um, my character was obviously a court jester. I would always dress my characters as court jesters. That still stands to this day. And yeah, that court jester beat King and Duke. And this reminds me that I should continue our streaming career with Casey's alter ego. Well, someday. Um, number 51 is this. This extremely sad tune. And this is here because, um, yeah, this one is an exception. This is around the time that I got like a third-hand PSP um, that I played not for long. I mean, I should probably try and repair it, but I only had it for like one year. Um, I played this on that on the Mega Drive Classics uh, on. Um, the PSP. This is Fantasy Star 4 and I had really no experience in this game beforehand because when the Mega Drive was a thing uh, my English was not up to scratch to to understand an RPG let alone one one uh, RPG where English is already pretty hard to, to guess. Um, and also yeah since it did not have any multiplayer option I was also not uh, playing it uh, when it comes to the Mega Drive tournaments. But I played this enough to to see Alice's death and uh, since I had not um, seen any spoiler for the game, it caught me completely by surprise. It stunned me and uh, I remember exactly when it, when it was. Uh, it happened when I was uh, with, a f with a group of friends at a pub waiting for a quiz with plenty of drinks and Alice dies on me. Yeah. Specific memories. And now this is number 52. We are now getting to a completely different stage in my life. Because this is from uh, just a few, like a couple of years ago. This is the first game, the first console game, a kinda recent, that I got after that huge gap in my life that I mentioned before. So this, this is like um, a song that is extremely relevant to me because it marks a stage where my life started to turn around to an extreme extent. 
and it's a game that I still play nowadays and its community is amazing. This is Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown, which I only played for the first time like three years ago, which was when I could get a 360, finally, and buy a couple of games, finally, <laughs> after so long. And uh, number 53 is gonna be in the same mood. Yeah, this is Virtual On Oratorio Tangram, uh, which I did not have for the um, for the Dreamcast at first because it only came out in Japan and in the in America. So this was the first game that I ever imported. Uh, I went to a store at Porto, which is which is actually pretty far away from my hometown in, in Portugal, but I went there just to order this game from um, from a different region. And uh, it was tough to get my Dreamcast to play it, so I did not play it a lot. But yeah, whenever the time to choose between a PS3 and the 360 came, that I finally could do so, like three years ago, as I mentioned. I did not hesitate to go for the 360, and this game is the reason why. So, um, I do remember that after playing it for like two days, and just uh, just going around arcade mode, I went online and I faced a guy who had over 3000 wins, while I had like 100 match matches tops, and all of them were against the, um, the AI. And believe it or not, I won. I still have that screenshot somewhere with my w one win, zero losses, one win. And that guy with his 3000 wins and 1000 losses lose. Yeah, I need to find it out, but it was like a hallmark gaming day for me. Number 54 is um, another football manager, so it has no music. It's Football Manager 2018 in this case, 2018. It is relevant for at least two aspects. Uh, one of them is that um, this uh, was a, a game that I worked on professionally at uh, SOE. So th that is a huge memory by itself, which it makes sense to have here, I guess. Uh, without going into too many details, it's of course uh, a thing that needs to be in this list because, well, it's a Sega memory, isn't it? Um, so it is extremely relevant. Like, that office is so brilliant. So yeah, so even as a consumer, I played this game a lot and I tinkered with the editor, with the database editor like never before, creating countries and clubs and making tons of experiments. And <laughs> I still remember like that, uh, that I made a country out of my small r region from my hometown. And we are gonna go to an expected one, an expected one, number 55. This is, of course, from Puyo Puyo um, 
esports, but the game that I meant to go for was Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is relevant for me because of the memories of playing live on stream on a PC Gamer Weekend uh, event. I played it on, on Sega's stream. I got destroyed by people who actually knew what they were doing, but still, that was a first. That, that was... This was like two years ago, and maybe now I wouldn't think of it as such a big deal, but back then it was. And speaking of being on Sega's streams... This is a follow-up to that. This is my... Number... Number something. Jeez. Okay, I lost that tweet. Okay, number 50... This is my number 57, so I skipped number 56, so I need to... to go add it. Uh, but still, yeah, this is... This comes right... From the, the previous uh, bit, because this this is Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and this is actually meant to be from the MD Mini. Uh, I did not have strong memories about Sonic 2 before that, but that visit to SOE's headquarters to participate in their stream was memorable because everyone was amazing and everyone treated us extremely well, and it was great to be around them. And I remember that I actually practiced not to look bad on Sonic 2's speedrun. And I think that to this day, my time is still second to Viper's. So Viper did like 25, 27 seconds, and I made 29. And we were the only two to be ever below the 30 second mark. So yeah. And now, this is the actual number... This is the actual number 56, which is Power Drift. Power Drift, I, I've only experienced its arcade, shame on me, two years ago. On, um, I forgot the name of the event, but it was at Excel, London. Uh, it was something about the arcades, like Gaming History, Gaming Expo, I think it was Gaming Expo. And um, this game was so brilliant. I, I was playing it like over 40 years after it was first released. But at some point I was just, like, playing it for hours. Like, not consecutively, because there would always be a large queue, but I would just play it and go to the back of the queue. And then play it, and then go to the back of the queue. I think I played it, like, over ten times. And, um... It is a game that I definitely want to continue playing. And this is from my number 58, but it is actually not meant to be Jet Set Radio. This is for Sega Heroes, the mobile game that was a massive homage to to Sega's history with plenty of characters drawn on an extremely uh, beautiful art style. Uh, with plenty of franchises and stuff as well. I spent a lot, like, I played this daily when, when the game was live. 
I got pretty far, I, I had all the characters. But there was one time when, when the game was about to close, so we were just handed whatever we wanted for free. I decided I would grind it all the way through to number one in the arena. Global number one in the arena. And yep, I was, I was probably there just for a couple of seconds, but I made it. This is Valkyrie Chronicles. It's my 59th memory because even though I played it um, when it came out on PC, my PC, my laptop back then was not all that good, so I could not enjoy it. It would always be breaking down, even if it was on the lowest possible uh, settings. I got back at it though, just uh, this year. During lockdown, and I spent like a month playing nothing but this. Uh, okay, I'm not sure if it was that much, but I I came from like the third mission or something for the third chapter to being on the verge of completing it when uh, yeah when when life took a turn. Uh, but yeah. This is an extremely unique game that I love and that I want to continue streaming for you guys. Not not just the first one, but the fourth game as well. You know, I love tactical RPGs and this game, and I love strategy RPGs. Uh, those two can be like intertwined, but I do love the grid-based battle battles, and I do love the strategy element that there is on games like um, like Dragon Force, for example where you have to control your uh, movements and you have to decide where to go to on the map and stuff. Um, and this is uh, an extremely interesting concept. And now we are gonna have the last four minutes in the last one. The last song is from a game that I have played for almost 30 years now. Although... There it is. Although it only really became a seriously relevant memory for me, uh, or it created seri seriously relevant memories for me in the last year only, when at in at Radio Sega in our community we started playing this game so much uh, online. And that never fails to be amazing. And these are memories that, uh, yeah, these moments should never really end. I really hope this server stays available forever. Thank you, Retro Compatibility! Thank you, Xbox! So yeah, so there's three minutes to end the show, so let's continue listening to Let's Go Away! And then we're, we're gonna have the final words for today.
Gamer that G A M E O V A R Gamer beat out of place because I wanted this one to play first. <laughs> so we have now have um, uh, one hour worth of memories for all uh, eternity, I guess, because this is going to be saved in uh, digital format and it's going to go. Uh, to the post podcast services and I hope it's enjoyable I really do even though I'm pretty tired and I have no idea what I'm saying anymore so let's call it today yeah Ravzam is gonna be back next week next Tuesday and uh, hopefully so will uh, my streams uh, on Monday we'll see it depends on whether there is another uh, radio show to to go on top of it We'll see, we'll see, it's on a week-by-week -week basis at this point. Um, so yeah, guys, so if you were sitting there through this entire hour listening to me, it is extremely, extremely appreciated. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, don't go to GA. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so, if you were uh, sitting there for this entire hour listening to me, a massive thank you for uh, for doing that. It really means a lot that uh, my memories are interesting to, to you. And I am overestending at this point, so again, thanks a lot everyone. And stay with Radio Sega, tomorrow we are going to have a Club Sega with I Need Fruit by 8pm British time and it's going to be amazing as it always is with him. So stay tuned, go to our Discord and support I Need Fruit. And see you guys next week. Or see you in Discord. Feel free to, to talk to, to me on Discord. I'll be uh, very happy to, to talk 